Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 341 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. <gasps> Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Wait, isn't this the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today? Yeah, I'm looking for a new catchphrase. I see. Get the uh, old brainical thinking. I want a new catchphrase, something that just rolls off the tongue. Figure it out. This is the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Sitting alongside me, something like that. All right. We're not going to have you do that. So, Scott, how are you doing, man? <laughs> wow, this thing's already a train wreck. I am doing well. It actually, train wreck goes pretty par for the course for this week. Uh, we had a ransomware attack at work. So being on the IT side of things, it's been rather chaotic. Lots of late nights going on this week. But uh, it's nice to kind of sit down on a Thursday if things have calmed down at work and chat with my brother and talk some wrestling figures. I'm looking forward to it. Wait, where's your brother? Uh, he's in Russia. He's actually the one that coordinated the ransomware attack on the company. Allegedly. Alleged- oh, allegedly. Sorry. Allegedly, some dude in Russia is the one that. <laughs> yes, Jeffrey Tunov. Oh, no. Oh, oh. What? No, I would have asked for more. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> you get that joke. I do. Uh, what else is going on? You doing good over there, man? Yeah, doing good, man. I had a pile. We didn't talk about this last week when we had chat on, which, by the way, one of the most fun times I've had recorded. Honestly, like this entire summer, the summer of saying dude love has been some of the most fun recordings I've been a part of from uh, ring skirts and to, to Chad Ecto Young and to Rad Chad and Keith Barakas. It's just been awesome. And then having uh, Dylan from Wrestling Figure Database on, it's just been a great bunch of guests so far this summer. And it's just been a lot of fun recording. So yeah, everything is good. But last week, I didn't get to mention that I got a pile of loot from BBTS.com. And in that pile of loot, I had three McFarlane figures. It was Batman and Robin from The Dark Knight Returns. It was Batman from the new Batman movie that's going to go on the Bat Cycle that I picked up at Target, I don't know, two or three months ago, two months ago, maybe. I had my Croc Master and Fiona. And of course, tying it back to this show, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T Ultimate Editions and Wow. Blown away with how good those two figures are. Actually, before I go back, I do want to say, let's not forget Jordan Cassatt as well for your summer of saying do love. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, of course, didn't mean to leave anybody out. That was just kind of a quick little rundown right off the top of my head. But yeah, of course. No, this whole summer has just been great. Every guest we've had has just been awesome. Uh, huge thanks to everybody that's come on and huge thanks to everybody that's still going to be coming on this summer. So we ain't done yet. But yeah, the, the Hogan and T Ultimates, dude, Man, I, I don't want to gush about Mattel any more than I already have. It's getting a little <laughs> embarrassing. Cringe is more like it. Yeah, you know, calling him daddy is getting a little awkward for me. <laughs> but, dude, those those figures are just incredible. That Hogan, just wow. Mr. T, you could literally just recreate that WrestleMania 1 tag team match. It is so perfect. But, yeah, super happy I bought those figures. And, by the way, 
bbts.com currently does have, we're not sponsored by them, by the way. I just really like their service. Uh, they do have the new ultimates of Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania 7. And I believe it's Brock Lesnar is the other one in that set. Currently available at bbts.com for pre-order. If you've never pre-ordered from them before, just a heads up, they do not charge you until the item appears in their inventory. Once it does, you're charged for the base cost of the item. And when you decide to ship it, if you ship it, then you pay full shipping and tax and everything. If you stick it in your pile of loot, which I highly recommend because it gives you 90 days to ship that item, then you can kind of let everything else you've pre-ordered build up. And then you hit that ship button, boom, $4 flat rate shipping. So you'll get charged when the item goes into their inventory, you get charged for the base cost. When you choose to ship the item, you'll get hit with the tax of that item. And then everything else ships just for $4 flat rate. Love BBTS. Uh, by the way, I do love that Hogan. It's one of the best Hogan's ever made. Agree, one, dude. Agree. One thing that I love about it is not only the 1985 title, the old television title looking belt. Yes. The other thing I love is they captured that 3 a.m. 7-Eleven hot dog tan he has going on. <laughs> I love how they captured that hot dog tan, dude. It's perfect. It's the little details, right? But it's so important to the figure. And that's what they did with that. And on top of that, the extra head. We're not gushing about Mattel. We got to stop, dude. I know. We've got to kind of pull back a little bit and be like, okay, you guys are great. Fine. Yeah, we got to pull out a little bit. So let's just kind of pull out on that, all right? And see, my problem is my pullout game is not strong. <laughs> so I'm kind of having a problem with it. <laughs> all right, let's move on. If anybody want to get our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You guys know where to follow us on YouTube, Snapchat, Twitter, Book of Faces, all that stuff. You guys know where to follow us. And you guys just do a Google search. That's all I'm going to say from now on. Just do a Google search. Type in Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Our shows are there. Links to our t-shirts. Everything is right there. Just do a Google search for Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. We're almost tree fitty into this thing. You know where to find us. <laughs> very good. Very good. Thank you. you can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to Fully Posable WFP at gmail.com. I have a story for you regarding figure, Scott. Ooh. Okay. Story time. I love this. So about three Sundays ago, Norm and I met up and I kind of told this on the show that I had more stuff for Norm, you know, just stuff like that. It was the first time we joked about it. You know, I had more stuff for Norm than Norm had for me. Yeah. Your pile for him was bigger than his pile for you. Exactly. And that's a first. Yes. That day I picked up Stacy Keebler and Kane in the elite legends. Right. Yeah. You told us about that. Okay. So I'm sitting at work and an email comes through on my personal email. And it's from Target. And it says, a box will be arriving. And I'm like, uh-oh, what I order? <laughs> or what I forget that I ordered. So you know me. I always play the game. I don't look at it. I always put it into my toys folder that I have. And I always wait for the box to show up. So I pop it open. Boom, Stacy Keebler. Wow, dude. I'm like, oh, crap. I played this game again. <laughs> so I'm at work today. I get an email from Target. A package has been delivered. And I'm like, oh boy. Oh boy. Here we go. What did I do now? Please tell me it's seven junkyard dog retros. I wish it was seven retro <laughs> junkyard dog. I put it in my toys folder in my personal email. I get home, pop open the box. It's Kane. Oh, dude. So the two figures I picked up with Norm three weeks ago just hit my doorstep earlier this week and today. I think you need to keep a notepad in your phone. And when you order something, 
add that something to the notepad so that if somebody's like, hey, do you need, or if you're at the store and go, hey, do I need, you just jump into your notepad and yes, I do, or no, I don't. That's too much work. I see. It's just way easier <laughs> just to double up on all your figures. Well, I'm not doubling up. I'll probably be taking some back. Uh, yes. I got hard times, baby. It is, man. Inflation is killing all of us, man. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Scott, we do have a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you going to learn today. In the news, Chella Toys, they showed off their next bone-crushing figure, and it's Mike Kyoto. We were looking for Mike Kyoto as their next bone-crushing figure. Interesting. In the bone-crushing line, huh? In the bone-crushing line. So Mike Kyoto will be showing up in their bone-crunch-crushing, sorry, not crunching, crushing figure line. Cool. So you can crush that ref's bones. Yes. Like Ronda Rousey did to... Who used to, oh God, what was his name in TNA? Um, it's gonna drive me up. Anyways, what Rondo did to the guy at SummerSlam. Uh, which I have yet to finish, by the way. Have you already read the spoilers of what happened? Of course. Yeah, I got all the results. Oh just I've only seen I take that back. It's not that I haven't watched any of it. I've watched maybe half. So yeah, I saw the whole thing with Becky and Bianca. That was a great match, and then Bailey coming out. That was cool. Um, so I've only seen bits and pieces anxious to see the Logan Paul versus Miz match. I haven't seen that yet, but I heard everybody was like raving about Logan Paul. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I don't want to hype it up too much. Okay. But you enjoyed it. I did. Okay. Perfect. Uh, there was only one match in SummerSlam that I did. I I shouldn't say I didn't enjoy. I just kind of tuned out a little bit. No pun intended. Live in Ronda. Maybe might've been that match. It was probably that match. It's, (laughs) it's a good chance. It was that match. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) Nothing against them. It's just, I don't know. It just kind of fell flat. Just a personal opinion though. Okay. Gotcha. (gasps) Let's move over to rush collectibles. Their Jonah retro went on sale this past Friday. So if you are interested in getting Jonah head on over to rush collectibles and pick up that retro. Well, that was going to be it for the news, but then if there's no news, we go hunting for news. So what I did is I went onto the Wrestling Figs message boards and I decided to kind of scroll through the Q&A with Steve Ozer on the Wrestling Figs message board. So I'll start off with the first question. Have there been any talks about a ring for the Superstars line? Good question. Steve said, if Walmart really wanted to carry that, I'm sure we could figure something out. Next question. Can you confirm, are the NWO retros two figures on a single card or simply two individually packed figs in a shipper box. Steve said they are two packs like the old rockers and bush Wrecker sets. The outsiders are on one card and six and Hogan are on another card. You can buy each two pack on its own or as a bundle with a shipper box, like the Mattel creations retros. Nice. That's great, dude. We've kind of been clamoring for the two pack look. And here we go. Moving along. Next question was, hi, Steve. Can Mattel please update the Mattel Creations website so bots don't buy up all the inventory or limit purchase to one per account? The open pre-order window for Cody was great because many collectors didn't have to fight a virtual queue or worry bots would buy all the inventory. Is it possible future Mattel Creations exclusives could be given a pre-order window instead of a release date like Cody? Steve said, There's bot protection in place. 
At the moment, not all items offered can be open pre-orders, but we'll do our best to have items available for a reasonable amount of time. I do feel bad for a lot of the people that didn't get their hands on Zeus and Hogan. Dude, those things were gone in less than a minute. That's almost impossible, right? Because obviously stock was at San Diego Comic-Con. People were buying up that stock. So a limited number were available over the website. If you weren't on right at nine o'clock and if you had slow internet, God forbid, chances are good you didn't get one. Like you had to have fast internet. You had to have a speedy connection to be able to get in, get in the queue, hope to God that your internet connection didn't die and you were going to miss out on this thing. That was almost impossible for a lot of people to get their hands on. And you're right, dude. I feel awful for those people that weren't able to get it. And hopefully it's addressed next year. But I remember having the same conversation last year. So, man, just it's tough. Another one would be just limit it to one per person. Yeah. If you limited it to one per person, that opens up more people able to get it. You know, I was able to get two. I helped somebody in the Fig Life community. You did the same. We were able to help a fellow collector, but there was no reason to have it two per person. Correct. That's just my opinion. Why have it two per Just limit it to one. And if you're a true collector and you get one, you're a happy camper, you move on with your day. And I hope it's addressed next year. I mean, obviously we were hit by the GI Joe collectors last year with Slaughter, but maybe next year, knock it down to one per person. I'm totally fine with one per person for myself. I don't need to have two. So maybe next year, knock the number down. Exactly, man. It's tough to see a lot of the people that didn't get one. Like your heart just breaks for them. Reading stories on Twitter about people getting on and then not being able to get one. Being on 10 minutes before they get into the queue and it's gone. Knock it down to one or just produce more. Just do what you got to do and produce more. I just feel horrible for the people that didn't get one. No, I do too, because then you're stuck going to the secondary market. And nobody wants to be in that position. I mean, especially when this thing is brand new and there's people charging, you know, astronomical amounts for it. I don't know how much it was. I would see it for like 100 to 150 bucks. And it's, it just sucks. And you're right. I feel bad for the people out there, the true collectors that just wanted one and couldn't get their hands on it and then had to go to the secondary market. I hope a lot of people listening to the show had somebody in the fig life helping them out. Fingers crossed. But yeah, just cut the number in half next year. One per person. We don't need two. Just one per person. We're all happy campers. That's twice as many people that get them. So hopefully next year that changes. Yep. Next question and last question. Steve, I have a question about this Hogan and Terry Funk set. Will they be easily available on Mattel Creations or is it comparable to the SDCC exclusives and will sell out fast? Steve says the Hogan and Funk Coliseum collection set will not be made to order. You have seen pretty much final product already, so it's too far along to go the Cody route. I'm hoping the experience for this one is more like the retro sale that lasted a few hours. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That was great. I love what they did with the Cody. Those are definitely moves in the right direction. The less than a minute on the website and sold out, that's not the move. (laughs) That's not the way we want to do this, especially for that beautiful Hogan and Terry Funk. Uh, Yeah, Hopefully they are up for a couple of hours and at least give people a chance at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I hate how this question has to be addressed right now, dude, because I see so many collectors, true collectors that want to get their hands on, for example, the STCC set. And just want one. That just want one. Exactly. Now they've got to go to the secondary market. Guess what? 
150, 170, 180. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, no, but this, it's becoming harder and harder. Like last year, Jeff, you didn't even get a slaughter. No, thank you, by the way. Well, you know what? If it wasn't me, somebody else in the fig life was definitely going to help you out. But we shouldn't have to be in those types of situations. And I honestly think that between last year was a double whammy, right? It was two per person and the GI Joe collectors came out of the woodwork on that slaughter, which now they've, they're able to get a classified slaughter. So punch you in the head if you did that as a Joe fan, but (laughs) you took them out of the wrestling figure fans hands. Um, I, I hope next year is different. Again, one per person is fine. We don't need two. There's no reason. Why do you need two? (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like one to open and one to keep in the box eh, with a Comic-Con exclusive. I don't know, man, especially when the packaging is that good. I mean, I understand wanting to open it, but that, that's a whole other discussion. But one per person is fine or up the numbers that you produce, like you were able to do with the retros and hopefully this Hogan and Funk. Because, dude, I do not want to miss out on that Hogan and Funk. So hopefully the numbers are good. I'm fine with one per person on that as well. Just, I want to see everybody get one. Like that's where this is coming from is I want every true fan to have one in their hands. Well, the benefit of having two is that you're able to help out somebody in the fig life. The problem with the two is that not everybody does that. Exactly. Yeah. So you have one to keep in your collection. Another one you're going to double your money on and ugh. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where it gets me. And that's anyway, a whole other discussion for another time, but I think everybody listening knows how we feel about scalpers. Yes, exactly. All right. Those are the questions I pulled off of the wrestling figs message boards. We are going to jump into the nostalgia segment. We're going back to elites. In fact, we're going over to WWE elite 58. Let's get into it. Before we get into WWE Elite Series 58, we want you guys to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, they have 96% of every wrestling figure ever made. That's what Dylan said was 96%. And he was 33 and a third percent sure of that. Correct. Correct. And he said he would put $3 million down on it. (laughs) (laughs) How many people got that joke? (laughs) What we want you to do is head on over to the WWE section. Go over to the main elite line section, look for 51 to 100 and kind of go through the pages to find elite 58. And that is all over on wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. All right, Scott, why don't you go down that list on WWE Elite Series 58? Yes, sir. WWE Mattel Elite Series 58 consisted of Braun Strowman and his accessory was the Lance door. It didn't come with the Ambu door. No, no, no. It just came with a door named Lance. A door named Lance. (laughs) Some guy named Vance White. (laughs) Next up, Cesaro. And he had a Polly Pocket style jacket and skirt. This was Cesaro from the bar. I'm sure you can guess who's coming up later in this one. Dean Ambrose. He was with the white icy title and a soft goods DA shirt. Matt Hardy, green pants, raw tag team title. Mickey James and her blue gear was packaged with the women's championship. And finally, as previously mentioned, Seamus. Black jacket, white button-up shirt, skirt, all Polly Pocket style, completing the bar tag team. And Jeff, that rounds out WWE Mattel Elite Series 58. 
All right. So are we both in agreement that Mickey James was the best one in the series? Uh, man, I really like the bar. I thought oh. the bar was outstanding, but no, I'm going to agree with you. It's Mickey James. Oh, I mean, I love the bar as well, dude. But I think as far as aesthetically looking on these figures, it, yes, I'm going to have to go with Mickey James. I, I just like the outfit that they chose for this figure on Elite 58. Agree. It's blue. It's got like uh, hints of pink going on throughout the outfit. And it comes with the old school women's heavyweight championship. Yeah. I really like that figure. I mean, it's a really good figure. So that's my favorite in this series. Yeah, that's an outstanding figure. I'll agree. That one's my favorite out of this series. But dude, the bar are a close second. I really like those two figures of the bar. I Look, the bar as a tag team, I thought were absolutely phenomenal. I loved how they formed the tag team out of a, a best of seven feud. And then we're basically just like, okay, no winner in this feud. You're just going to be a tag team now. And then they proceeded to whip the hell out of everybody they faced in the ring. They were so, so good. And I hated it when they broke up. And I hated that their WrestleMania moment really came down to Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah. Not a great send-off for this tag team, unfortunately. But while they were together, we got these kick-ass bar figures. So... Yes, Mickey James is the best one in the assortment, but I think the bar are a very, very close second. Yeah, they were a fun tag team to watch, definitely. Loved them. What is it with Cesaro always being in good tag teams? He, man, he's great as a solo guy, but he, I don't know, it's like he hits his next level as a tag team performer. Now, granted, right now he's the ROH champion, so obviously a singles run, but there, you're right, there is just something about when he is part of a tag team it is next level. Two of my favorite tag teams of the last decade, Kings of Wrestling with Hero and The Bar with Sheamus. Yeah. And he was great with Tyson Kidd too. They were tag team champions. So Oh, I know. They would do that tag team was so good. Yeah, you tag with Cesaro, it's almost guaranteed gold. I still laugh that the ambulance door just said Lance. I was Lance. laughing. I forgot about that and I was laughing about that. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Where's his tag team partner, Ambu? <laughs> I see what you did there. All right, let's go over those eBay prices. Let's start off with that Lance door that comes with Braun Strowman. Last sold eBay listing was May 24th for $25 on a buy it now. Cesaro with that Polly Pocket style jacket and skirt or yeah, this is a skirt. Kilt maybe, kilt. Kilt, could be a kilt. Last sold eBay listing July 31st for $11.50 on nine bids. Dean Ambrose, white icy title with the DA shirt. There was none, and I repeat, no last sold eBay listings for that Dean Ambrose figure. Interesting. So there were a couple loose, uh, excuse me, there were some loose, but they weren't loose complete because my fallback is if there's none mint on card on the sold listings, I always look for loose complete. There was zero loose complete. None with the belt and the shirt, huh? There was one with the shirt, and I think that was like $21 or something like that, but there were no mint on card or loose complete. So I had to put an A. Okay. Matt Hardy with the raw tag title. Last sold eBay listing was June 3rd for $50. Hardy boys merch sells like mad. Well, here's the interesting part. When I looked back at some other previous sold listings, there were two that sold one for $25 and another for $35. So why did it jump up to 50? Good question. Mickey James with the blue outfit that we were just talking about with the women's championship last sold eBay listing August 3rd for 50 bucks as well on one bid. 
Great figure. I, you know what? 50 bucks sounds about right to me for that figure. Moving over to the shame is to complete the bar with a black jacket, white button-up shirt with the skirt as well. Last sold eBay listing now was with Cesaro. Now they sold them as a pair. Last sold was June 1st for $89.98 on a buy it now. Damn. Wow. I, I know. So whoever got Cesaro just needs to complete Seamus and then flip it. I, I know we're not, I know we just got done bashing scalpers, but <laughs> flip it for a couple more dollars. Cause you can get Cesaro for $11 and 50 cents. <laughs> yeah. That's man. Wow. That Seamus figure getting some money. Yeah. Not a bad series, not overwhelming, but not a bad series. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Obviously the three favorites, Mickey James in the bar. On a scale of one to 10 on our fully posable chart, I give it a five, six. I'm going to 6.4. Okay. 6.4. I'm going to write that down. And I don't know who needs to know that, but I'm writing it down. You should put it in that notepad on your phone that has your figures you've already purchased. That does not exist. <laughs> we were looking for NA. That's what we were looking for. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So five, six, and you gave it a six. All right. <laughs> I don't know why that's important. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to go anywhere. I know. You're probably going to lose that sticky note. Uh, it's not a sticky note. I actually just wrote it on the paper. Oh, I see. are they the, the Steve Ozer papers? Uh, no, those are actually, they're flying in right now. F your five, six rating on this series. Come on wow. now. Wow. Dude, he's tired of answering all these questions. He's just downright <laughs> angry. I know between San Diego Comic-Con and the figs message boards. He's like, I'm tired of this crap. Yeah. This man's having a rough life lately. Jeez. <laughs> man's overworked. Give him a break already. By the way, these are Steve Ozer papers. They're not from Steve Ozer. He doesn't, fa he doesn't facsimile these over to us. <laughs> it's a good word. Fac facsimile. Fa <laughs> Isn't it facsimile? A facsimile? Yes. Facts, facsimile. Fa I don't know if you're aware of this, Jeff, but that word was so long. They just shortened it. Would you like to know what they shortened it to? What? Let's move on to the next segment. Which is the listener segment. Let's get into it. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. All right, Scott, our First question comes in from a man we haven't heard from in a while, but it's Justin Summers. Let's see what he's got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again, Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my bi-weekly question. First off, Jeff, I hope you are feeling better. And because of last week's episode, I don't know if this is going to be used this week or next week. So I got a pretty good evergreen question for you. Before I get to that, I finally got an update on the Egon Spangler Proton Pack that I crowdfunded back at the end of last year. It's been a little over six months since the crowdfunding ended, and with it being Ghostbusters Day, as of this recording yesterday, they released an update, and I am so excited. Still have to wait till spring 2023, but it's nice to get an update. So here is your question for this week. I've always been a fan of... Mary Fuckhill. But you can't always use that scenario because you can't marry and fuck kill every single thing out there. You could try, but doing like a Mary Fuckhill version of figures would just be kind of weird. So anytime I get certain scenarios that Mary Fuckhill won't work, 
I go, okay, what can we do in replace of that? Because with that game, it's making you pick between three things. A lot of times it's supposed to be three things you love. So you got to figure out that one thing you got to kill. Or it's like three things you hate. And you got to figure out what you want to marry and what you want to fuck. So for this, we're going to talk legendary wrestling figure lines. So instead of very fuck kill, it's going to be you can get the entire collection mint on card. Or you can get the entire collection loose and the third option delete from existence so what three lines am i making you pick from awa remco's wwf ljn's and wwf hasbro's i almost put in wrestling buddies instead of remco's but with your guys's age i don't know personally if you are as nostalgic to the wrestling buddies as i am so i had to Go back a little bit in history. Go Remco's. For me, it's quite easy. All the Hasbro's, men on card, all the LJN's loose, and AWA Remco's delete from existence only because for me, I'm not as nostalgic for them. But if we were to put wrestling buddies in there, it would change just a little bit and I would switch LJN with it. LJN's would be deleted from history. I would have all of the wrestling buddies loose. So, what do you guys got? Everything men on card, everything loose, and delete from existence. AWA Remco's, WWF LJN's, and WWF Hasbro's. Catch you guys in two weeks. Have a good one as I take my answer off the air. Later. Well, why'd you have to throw that one at us? Holy crap, that's tough. Dude. So this is tough. Reason being is LJN's and Remco's basically helped our childhood. Totally. Hasbro's, we have the fondness for the Hasbro's because we were, we've told so many stories on here, going to Toys R Us, finding them there, or going to Castro Village Toy Shop. So the Hasbro's have led to so many stories. Remco's finding them out and about, not as much. But you've got to delete one, have one all loose, and one all mint on card. Which one do you got, Scott? Cool. I don't want to play. Yeah. All right. We'll get to Josh Thompson's question right now. <laughs> Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that five-weekly question. <laughs> no, I know I've got to play. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Man, this is such a tough one because you nailed it, Jeff. It's like the LJNs and Remcos really defined our 80s playtime. Like mm-hmm. when we sat down and we were playing toys or we were playing wrestling figures, it was those two lines, LJN and Remco. For me personally... Because Hasbro's did still hit your wrestling figure playtime. But for me, they were the very, very tail end of like playing with figures or having matches and then looking at them as a collector's item. Still opening, of course, because every Remco, every LJN, every Hasbro was shredded open. We retained the cards, by the way. Not on the AWAs, but I still have all of the, the cutouts from the back of the LJN cards. Uh huh. And in addition to the posters, of course, and all of the Hasbro cards. Do you wish you would have kept the whole card and not just the bio card on the back? Oh, of the LJNs? No, because those are large cards. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, I'm very happy with just keeping the little bio card on the back because for me, it was almost like G.I. Joe's and I retained a lot of those as well. And so when LJN was doing it too, I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm just going to cut these out like I do with the G.I. Joe's. With the Hasbro's, I'm like, you know what? The back of the card and the front of the card is so beautiful. 
because you had the full color shot of the guy that you were buying. Then on the backside, you had all of that awesome artwork, which we actually kind of lifted. And Jason Wolf did listeners as Hasbro's. Yep. That card was so nice. I had to retain the whole thing. And so I do have all of our, all the way through the green cards from the series one, all the way to the green cards. I have the card backs. So what I'm saying is the playtime was for us, LJ and Remco, maybe for me more so, I think, than you, Jeff. Hasbro's were more collector's item. So I know a lot of listeners are going to get pissed, but my answer is all of the LJNs carded because I am going to literally hang every single one of them in my office that I podcast in. I want all of the AWA Remco's loose because I'm going to put them in a detolf. But if I'm going to have them loose, they'd better have all of the accessories with them. And I, like I said, this is going to piss off a lot of listeners. Delete the Hasbro's from existence. Ooh. Now, are you just saying this for shock value? No, not at all, dude. No. If I'm in my room looking at stuff that like defined me as a kid sitting, listening to music, drinking a Coke, snacking on Reese's peanut butter cups, playing wrestling figures. I got MTV on the TV. Like, that to me was playtime, was Remco's and LJN's. So if I'm chilling in my room playing video games and I just want to pause the game and look around for a minute and go, man, what a killer childhood I had. For me, it's going to be looking at the Detolfs with the loose Remco's with all of the accessories and then looking over at the wall with all of the carded LJN's hanging up. Ooh, you are going to get some hate mail for that one. Uh, that's why this is a fun game because it's all imaginary and nothing is actually happening to any of the Hasbros or LJNs or Remco's. <laughs> but just for me personally, if I'm defining my childhood and I want to have a nice flashback visit to that, a little chicken soup for the soul, as I always call it, it's got to be LJNs and it's got to be Remco's. Sorry, Hasbros. All right. I was leaning the way you were thinking, but at the same time, the display pieces of the Hasbros, they, to me, look great on the wall. Well, not only that, Jeff, but you've got them in the top loaders now, and you're having the talent sign the top loader, and then you're putting the figure inside the top loader. That looks great on display, so I completely agree with you. But I've always mentioned that I loved having loose LJNs. So for me, I'm going to have loose LJNs. I will keep the Hasbros carded, and I will delete Remco's as much as it kills me, because. When we had playtime, it was 80% LJNs. True. 20% Remco's. So it kills True. me to delete Remco's. But with the Hasbro's, I would be getting those signed. If I have a red card Bret Hart, which I do, I would get it signed by Bret. But I haven't done it yet because I can't pull the trigger on doing that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I'm contradicting myself right now. But the LJNs are definitely loose. The Hasbro's look great signed. So I would go that route. And Remco's, as much as it kills me, would be deleted because the Remco's also led to playtime. It was 80% LJNs put the ring to the side on the floor and then grab the Remco ring out of the little cupboard we had and start playing Remco's for the last 30 minutes or 25 minutes or whatever it is. In that crappy little cardboard ring with the wood posts that were collapsing in on themselves. How dare you? Do not speak ill of that ring. That ring sucked, dude. That ring was beautiful. The canvas was beautiful whatever the the ring construction itself was garbage uh, see you're tearing my heart out right now oh you're tearing mine by completely deleting it from existence what do you care okay that's true <laughs> <laughs> you want to just like 
erase it from history. Who I, is it? 2015 Hogan? Come on. Oh, oh no. What? What? <laughs> Remember that picture where Andre was up in the air with... <laughs> This is like Andre's just jumped up in the air. Remember that one time Andre jumped up in the air or tripped and fell or something like that? <laughs> in front of 93,000, he was in the ring by himself. <laughs> oh, still, great. I still have that meme. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yes, I would delete Ramcos and that would be my final answer. But you got to think how good the entire series of Carded LJNs would look hanging up. And you know what it remind me of? It would remind me of the huge eight-foot section that was always at Toys R Us with the LJNs, how they would have eight feet or 12 feet. They did it with the Hasbros, too, completely dedicated to the WWF. And you'd walk down the aisle when it was LJNs on the pegs, and they'd have eight to 12 feet completely dedicated to WWF LJN. That's what it would look like on the wall. Yeah. From, from ceiling to floor, just a wall of carded LJNs. It would just take me right back to walking down a Toys R Us aisle and stealing an SD Jones and Bruno San Martino from a guy's hand who I promised <laughs> I was going to give him back to. And I just walked away like a little jerk, but we went home with SD and Bruno that night and he didn't. So <laughs> winners and losers. I still love that story. I think Marty DeRosa still loves that story too. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And again, it's nothing against the Hasbros. We had so much fun hunting those things down making friends at Castro Village Toy Shop in Castro Valley with our good friend, John, who would put them aside for us towards the tail end of the Hasbro line. So much fun shopping for those. But again, I, if I'm going to sit here, gun to head, and I've got to pick two to keep and one to delete, I've got to go with the ones that bring back those childhood memories. And for me, Hasbros were towards the tail end of that. And I wasn't playing with those. You know, maybe every now and then you have a quick little match or something, but you adore them more for the way that they look. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't playtime for me. It wouldn't take me back to a great childhood memory, like a, a five-star match with Ric Flair and Rick Martell in the Remco ring <laughs> or a, a two out of three fall heart foundation versus the powers of demolition. Oh, and, I get it. And it's just, it, it's those great memories of playtime. And I just don't have those with the Hasbro. So for me, that's the one that's got to go. And luckily, none of this actually happens in real life. <laughs> but the, you know, what was great about the LJNs is when they were loose, dude, they were just so much fun to play with. And that's why we played with them for so long. And that's why I have to have them loose because I want to have a whole collection of loose LJNs and just sit down and have playtime all over again. But it's funny nowadays. If I were to sit down, I'd be like, oh, I can't scuff up the paint on British Bulldogs or I can't scuff up the paint <laughs> on because they're too, worth too much money, you know? Well, you're five steps ahead of me right there. I can't even sit on the floor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not comfortably anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you get up, your foot's all asleep. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, dude. I, and even as a kid, like I remember sitting there Indian style for hours playing figures. And then you go to get up and you walk in like the penguin from Batman Returns. Like <laughs> you got a limp and you're dragging a foot behind you. But man, it was so worth it. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Justin. It's good to hear your voice again. Back on this show. We missed you, man. Scott, next question comes in from Josh Thompson. I wasn't joking. JT actually has a question. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that bi-weekly question. First off, Scott, I hope you're feeling better, man. Not a fan of fevers, especially Thanks, when dude. you get the chills and even under a heavy set of blankets, you are cold. Not fun, dude. COVID's no joke. I appreciate that, dude. Thank you so much. 
But what is fun? Wait, why did he say, "Hey, I hope you're feeling better, Jeff"? I had COVID too. Where's Where's me? Ah, uh, that was way back there, dude. I'm more what recent. Was, what was I saying last week about the me generation? <laughs> <laughs> but what is fun is something I did recently, which was a good old fashioned figure hunt. Now, for some background, I recently got a second job at Target, the same Target where I found Killian Dane while grabbing socks to make some more income. It was my birthday, and as much as I wasn't a very big fan of working on that day, I wanted to make the best of it. I told myself on my lunch break while I was getting some stuff I needed, I'd head down to the wrestling figure aisle and see what they had. While the pegs weren't that full, they did have one person I wanted, which was Lance Archer. I've been craving a Lance Archer figure for a while now. And while I did see his figure on the pegs before, I had to pass it up due to money issues, just not being there. But in this case, the stars had a line. I had some birthday money I got earlier. It was my birthday. And there were at least three Lance Archer figures on the pegs. Clearly the wrestling gods wanted me to bring home Lance Archer. And that's just what I did. He brought home all the action. He did. First off, happy birthday, man. I, these questions are a little dated. So uh, first off, happy birthday to you, kind sir. Happy birthday, dude. Sounds like it was a good one. You got your Lance Archer figure. Um, you know how many times I've walked past that Lance Archer figure and was like, today's the day I'm going to get it. And then I continue walking past it. Is it because you're not fully invested in the AEW line? Um, No, I'm invested. There are certain ones. I'm not gung-ho, like full bore into it, but like there are certain ones that I really want. Like there are some Young Bucks that I want. There are a Kenny, there's some Kenny Omegas that I want, but I'm just not all the way there with the Jazzwares offering so far. I and mean, that's not to bash them. That's not to knock them or anything like that. It's just, I'm not all the way there just yet. Okay. I, th- I think they look good. I think they're terrific. I just not all the way there yet. And picking and choosing specifically which ones I want the most. Okay. So they haven't horned their way into your figure budget yet to where you're like, okay, I'm carving out this much for AEW and this much for WWE. It's more, I'm spending a crap ton on WWE. And if maybe there's a little bit left over, I'll pick up this Lance Archer, but you haven't been there yet. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. That's a great way of putting it. So, okay. Gotcha. Happy birthday to you, JT. By the way, Scott, speaking of AEW, you get in their game. Totally. Yeah. I, I think I'm in for that. Actually the, the looks I've seen so far and the quick little video that they showed of the gameplay, that thing really does bring back some memories of the old THQ games, especially the view of the ring when you're playing. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of that and I'm liking the graphics. I think the character selection is really good. The move sets look really good. You can get all those different weapons so I, I really do think I'm going to get that game. Wow. You're going to break down and get it. I think so. Yeah. I've actually I've only bought one game this year. Surprisingly, I bought MLB The Show 22. I've been hooked on that. And I did pass on WWE 2K. So I think because I skipped that one, I'm going to rationalize it that I can then spend the $60 on the AEW game. It looks fantastic. Of course, I'm going to wait. I'm going to read reviews. I haven't seen any special editions that they're doing. Uh, If they do one with a figure, that's a no-brainer for me. I'm going to get that edition. But even if it's just the game, no bells and whistles, I think I'm in for that, dude. I want to invest 60 bucks and see what they're bringing to the table. And I just hope that it's better than that TNA game that came out in like 07, 08, that we all (laughs) thought was going to be the next big thing. It was going to be an offshoot of the big four. 
and it was just a, a big pile of dookie. So hopefully this one is way better, and hopefully it does bring that spirit of those great big four THQ games. Careful who you knock that TNA game around. I know some people that absolutely adored that thing. Oh, Sean loved it. Special guest Sean. He loved that game. In fact, to this day, he still talks about it. I think he still loves that game. Yeah, but I was I was not a fan of it at all. I, I thought it was mediocre at best. Uh, just because what WWE was doing at the time with the SmackDown Raw games, those are fantastic. But that game didn't do much for me. But I'm hoping that this one, I'm really curious to see who's going to make the full roster. Because do they have time to put the ROH roster into this thing? It's cutting it too close. They may be uh, DLCs. That's what I was going to say is maybe there will be DLC content like, okay, now you're getting the, the ROH roster pack. Well, dude, I'm all about that. Give me a deluxe edition where I can pre-order all of those in advance and get it bundled into the edition that I buy. And then as it comes out, just download it. Man, so much potential for this game. I really, really hope that I'm pleased with it because I want it to succeed. I want it to do well. So will you get the WWE game as well? I have no plans on getting this year's version and we'll see about next year's nothing against the game itself. But from what I've read, everybody that's played has been really happy with it. I personally got a little burnt on the 2k series, especially when they crapped the bed a few years ago and released a game really that shouldn't have been released. So that's why I'm really happy to see them get some competition in AEW. And I want to support that. All right. And that was Scott's video game review. (laughs) Video game minute brought to you by no one. All right, that will round out the show. We want everybody to head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, you can get the carded and loose prices of LJN's, Galoobs, Hasbro's, Just Toys, Bendham's, Defining Moments, and Retros. You can get the three-month averages if you are on the hunt for any of those figure lines. So again, that's WrestlingToyTracker.com. And all right, let's head on over to our podcasting buddies as well. We'll go off this list and it's Breaker and Bane, of course, kicking it off over there. They got movie talk, toy talk, retro talk, bunch of talk going on over there. They have fun games over there at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also check out Breaker's side project. You know, it's fake, right? Check out the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast with Steve Fantas and his tag team partner, Eric. They do a fun retro show as well. So check out the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast where they keep it all positive. Also, Chick Foley Show with Seth, Sheena, and Marco. They were at SummerSlam, so looked like they had a good time. No, they totally didn't. It looked like they had a little meetup before the show that looked like a lot of fun. So if you were there, hope you had a blast. It looked fun. Absolutely. So check out the Chick Foley Show. You got Justin over at Wrestling Cheers. You got RJ over at Ringside Rant. You got Marty and Rucker doing boot to the face. You got Tim pulling up a chair with the fig life. And you got Soda and Ethan talking about those vroom vrooms. You know, you got a pit, you got to change four tires, you got to fuel up and you got to go. It's in the marbles pod with Soda and Ethan. And go left. And go left. One big circle. <laughs> Except at, uh, what's that one, Sears Point? Uh, they got Sears Point and Watkins Glen. Ah, okay. So there are two races that aren't just one big left turn. Correct. Exactly. Got it. Okay. But what I love about it is Soda and Ethan actually are having so much fun with it. You can hear it. It comes across in their podcast. So check out In the Marbles podcast. And Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History? Yes. Give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. We didn't drop a show this past Friday. We actually took a week off. Look at us. What are you guys doing? Maxing and relaxing because it's summer. 
<laughs> no, actually, we just hadn't recorded. So a week off. Uh, Eddie was going to do it in the month of July, but he decided not to because it was invasion month. He's like, ah, we'll just move it to August. So no show dropped this past Friday. Go check out any of our past episodes. They're a lot of fun if you're into wrestling, you know. But uh, on Twitter, wrestling underscore drunk, you can find our podcasts wherever you find your other podcasts at because we're drunk wrestling history. Well, we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. And also check out Marty and Sarah love wrestling. Oh, by the way, on drunk wrestling history last week, I think that became the Adam show. <laughs> Cause Adam took your guys's, what was it? If WCW would have beat WWF. Yeah. He took that and ran with it. Adam can do that, man. We give him these hypothetical scenarios and he just, he goes crazy with it. He loves it. It's like, that's when he flourishes. So yeah, that, that definitely was his episode. That's why I went first. I got mine out of the way because it was going to be quick to the point, And then Adam went bonkers with it. I loved it. Yep. Scott, roll call. Yes. Going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. If you need artwork, Jason is your guy. Check out his custom chop shop as well, where he does custom Hasbro figures. Give him a follow on his social medias at the art of Jason Wolf. Again, if you need artwork, Jason Wolf is your guy. And Jeff going to round it out with outsidersbeardco.com. Where if Bane you need with the beard products, Bane with the beard products. And, you know, if you want the uh, oils and the lotions and the no lotions, no lotion, no lotions. Okay. Just oils and waxes and waxes. Oh, can you do the, can you do the mustache where you twirl it up? <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I actually tried that one time. <laughs> With like the full beard, but I tried to like curl the mustache up a little bit. Uh-huh. Shannon took one look at me and goes, take that down. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> now, maybe if I didn't have the beard going with it and it was just the mustache, you know, panty dropper, <laughs> but with the beard, no such luck. It was an immediate, that's gross. Don't you ever do that again. How dare you, sir? do something like that and scare you <laughs> and scare all the children in the neighborhood, including animals, stray cats, stray cats are scared of you. <laughs> Apparently it was an offensive look <laughs> and Shannon wanted none of it. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go for it. Waxes and oils to help your beard look and smell fresh because Jeff, you, you don't, don't want your beard hairs. You don't, want the beard hairs smelling smelling like the butt hairs like the butt hairs outsidersbeardco.com and that rounds out roll call i was just counting syllables i know <laughs> i know 40 something years old you're still counting your syllables i do that every day so jeff before we move on with the the end of the show i've got to ask you you're a giants fan san francisco giants fan i should point out yes what are your thoughts on vin scully passing away uh, a legendary voice for sure. I mean, despite who he commentated for, I mean, he was just a legendary voice. It, he lived a good life. I mean, he was 94. It wasn't like a shocking passing, but, you know, he was 94 years old. It's sad. It, he got to shine in baseball. He, it's just one of those legendary voices. He has so many stories because he was doing it from the 50s all the way up to 2016. Yeah, he saw a lot of baseball, called a lot of classic games, a lot of classic moments. Called World Series, called football. I mean, you can't think of legendary commentators without mentioning Vince Scully. It was a joy listening to him when I did watch Dodger games. Gotcha. 
And you're not, and so that's why I pointed out you're a Giants fan because if you're not familiar with sports, Giants and Dodgers are heated rivals, right? It's like Hogan and Andre, like that type of thing. <laughs> they like they just hate each other, and so I'm just curious to get a, a, a heated rivals viewpoint on one of the greatest, if not the greatest, announcer of all time. Yeah, and just because we're heated rivals, you you got to respect the people involved, like with the Dodgers, you respect Oral Hershiser, like back in the day, you know, you, you, you hate him when he pitched against your team, but you're like, damn it, this guy's good. Same thing with Kershaw. Sure. Yeah. You know, but you respect the game, you respect the game that they bring on the field. So, you know, as much as you dislike certain people, you're like, damn it, they're so good. Same thing with Tom Brady. We were just talking about Tom Brady earlier. Right. You know, oh God, I hate that guy, but I'm watching his ESPN documentary and I'm like, damn it. I don't want to like him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to respect this man. Stop it. Yes. I, I yeah. need to stop watching this. So uh, <laughs> we did lose a legendary voice and uh, there's a lot of memories that he brought with the game. So for sure. For sure. And- okay, cool. Yeah. I just wanted to get your viewpoint, just knowing how big of a Giants fan you are, if you even cared, or I had a feeling you were going to take that stance, but I'm just curious. I not care. What am I, some prick? He's <laughs> not saying that, but just like how how deep does the hatred for the Dodgers run is kind of where I was going with that. So it's good to know that you take the high road and you're like, no, a legend was lost. Regardless of your feelings for the team that he did the announcing for, you know, you still respect the legend that is Vince Scully. Yeah, I'm not a prick. <laughs> Sometimes I can be. It happens to the best of us. I have moments, moments. <laughs> but you're not as bad as those Steve Ozer's papers. Jeez. Good Lord. What those happened? things got out of line tonight. Steve Ozer papers needs to take a time out. I agree. They I agree. A, they have a week to make up for what they said tonight. They're like, no, you're not getting strike force. Stop asking. <laughs> if they're available to, uh, God, <laughs> he just, he just facsimile them over just as I, right as I said that. <laughs> if only they had shortened that word. Uh, by the way, also Mexican pizza is coming back when? September 15th. September 15th. All right. Back to full-time status. And you're going to run down to Taco Bell immediately, right? Uh, for sure. Yeah. Nice. No, it's going to be a glorious day. Dude. I plan on eating three of them that day for <laughs> breakfast, if they'll let me, lunch and dinner. If they don't let me at breakfast, it'll be one at lunch, two at dinner. And for episode 341, anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy, fig life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everybody for tuning into episode 341, hashtag fig life. Adios. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.